0: Yes, it is time for the Monday morning roundup. Good morning, everybody, right across the SEN network. Thanks for tuning in on SEN 1170 a.m. Sydney, 6.93 a.m. in Brizzy, 16.20 a.m. on the Gold Coast, wherever you're with us on the SEN app. The text line and call line open for business, already whirring out of control this morning. So join in, 0457 736 736, or give us a call on the open line, 1300 one everything is on the list on this busy Monday morning. Footy, boxing, cricket, golf, basketball, supercars, the Oscars are coming up, absolutely everything. Good morning to you, Matty Johns.
1: Uh, Matty, how are you, pal?
0: I'm good, I'm good. What a weekend. What a massive weekend. Now, you were all over the place and uh, at Mm. Leichhardt yesterday. What was the reaction first off the bat when Calum Ponga went down?
1: Look, it doesn't matter whether you support Newcastle. Uh, whether you're a Tiger supporter or just there to enjoy the game. I, there was a gasp across the, uh, throughout the ground. It was a, uh, yeah, it was a nasty one. It, it's, um, it was uh, just, a, I mean, an awful sight, but when you consider what Caitlin has been through, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. It, it's, a, it's a really sensitive one, Maddie, to talk about and have an opinion on. Simply because I, I remember sitting down with Boyd Cordner uh, once for an interview, but I've chatted to Boyd. Um, just by myself, you know, away from Mike and camera. And he gets very, very emotional when he talks about it. And one of the things that really hurt, hurt him during that period and, and stuck with him was the fact that everybody had an opinion on what he should do next or what was going to happen next. Mm. And oftentimes I can only imagine when, what went through Kalen's head when he came through, came to, sorry, because uh, Boyd was saying that, you know, he'd be in the midst of a game. Then all of a sudden he'd come to and realised he'd been knocked out and you know how that affected him emotionally at the end of the day calen will go away and he'll be assessed and they'll they'll go from there as far as people i, I just think it's out of line people having opinion you know i've had people say do you think it's all over and i said well that's got nothing to do with me oh how many head knots can he take till he's got to give it up oh well look at the end of the day he'll get he'll get assessed medically and things and, and the club and he'll go from there
0: yeah, his position in the game will be reliant on the on the advice of the experts. And, and you're 100% spot on there. I mean, you've got to take the advice of the experts and everything else is just presuming around it. There are questions, however, about mm. his positional play. And we'll dig into that in just a few minutes. Uh, the latter, Matty, after round two. I mm. mean, we've only had two rounds and obviously the bye comes into play. But we've got the Seagulls on top. We've got the Dolphins there two out of two. We've got the Dragons now into third. The Broncos... In the top four, Panthers, Rabbitohs, Warriors, Titans uh, make up the top eight. You shouldn't make up your your top eight, you know, viewing after just two rounds. But that shows something that we spoke about last week. We just, Mm. we think this is going to be the closest competition we've seen in a while. But it's also getting the feel that it's going to be a comp that's going to be tipped on its own head.
1: Maddie, look, it's really hard to draw a line through the form until we get around five, six rounds in, and you start to see, uh, you start to see uh, trends and patterns. At the moment, there's sides who are, you know might be getting beat. That's saying, "Oh my God, you know, we've got concerns here." The midway through the competition, I said, "Well, those sides are flying. We're actually going okay." So you've got to be really careful. One thing that is for certain, Matty, is that the top teams have just come down a fraction or some more than a fraction, but the very top teams have at, at the very least come down a fraction and most sides have improved, you know, some I think maybe quite dramatically other sides, you know, just a fraction, um, Although the Tigers yesterday, they'll buck that trend. They, they, they really were. They were really poor. I suppose we'll get to that. But it, it, it's shaping as a as a great competition. And one thing is for certain. We said this before a ball was kicked. Given that, you know, the the jam sides getting better, sides coming off a little bit. That 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 space in between, in between four and eleven and twelve, there'll be a tight win or a tight loss out of making finals or not.
0: Like I said, everything's on the list this morning, not just the world of footy. Now the Oscars, Matthew. The Oscars oh, yeah. uh, get underway in a couple of hours. It struck me this morning as I was going through the Best Picture nominees. I'm like you. I'm a movie head. And i there was a time back in the day when I used to be able to roll off every uh, yeah. Best Movie winner for as far back as I could remember. But it struck me that of the 10 nominees this morning, I've only seen two. I've only seen Elvis and mm. Top Gun. How much? How much have you got covered across the best picture category?
1: Well, I, I there's, I, I think Maddie. Well, I've, I've spoken this to, with my and my wife before. Is that coming off COVID, there was a real shortage. I, I think cinema still hasn't come back from that period. Um, as far as uh, nominees, I mean, Top Gun Maverick was an ex- excellent movie. Uh, I, it's the one I really enjoyed, and it takes you a little while. When, when, when you're sitting in the cinema, you're sitting there for the first 45, 50 minutes going, what the hell is going on? Then all of a sudden it kicks in and you go, and it was really enjoyed." Everywhere, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. That was, I know that's nominated, that was a cracker. The one I hope wins, though, is Elvis. I, I just, I love the Baz Luhrmann. Uh, Elvis, with uh, Austin Butler. I'd love for that win. I just thought it was sensational. But uh, to be honest, Matty, I won't be watching the Oscars because it's that time of the year where actors get to get on stage and lecture all of us on how we should be living our lives, and I can just do without that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that one. I'd love to see Austin Butler win. Um, Like I say, I've only seen the two, but the one that you mentioned there has won everything ahead of it and, uh, by the way, cost the least amount to produce. So we'll Mm. keep our eyes across that. We'll do our snap judgments Thanks to Snap Fitness soon, our Glencore Coach of the Year points after round two. And the best caller this morning, one 011170, gets a Signet Boost Power Bank. So the issues this morning, Matty, on the table. We'll dive deeper to Kaelin Ponga. Uh, I want your thoughts about the Knights in particular and the West Tigers. I mean, a ripping win for the Knights. And one heck of a tough win, but the opposite for the Tigers. Mm. The Monday morning wrap sheet, so a few people in trouble and they can avoid it by writing a check. Uh, the Roosters have written one, but with the help from Parramatta because Nathan Brown is going there in due course. The Dolphins, I want to know how long you think, folks, they can keep the roll going. And then that tips into the world of expansion. Could we end up with 20 teams? Is it Destination Pacifica? Could it be the Pacifica Bears or the Perth? bears uh, our snap judgments boxing will cover tim zoo's victory over tony harrison and what's up next of course jermel charlo is waiting the players championship golf is heading to the final stages and scotty scheffler's braining them the fourth cricket test final day nbl championship series and a bit of drama a lot of drama in fact at this super uh, supercars newcastle 500. 0457-736-736 is the text line so Further to this Ponger Ponga uh, incident yesterday, now his fourth concussion in the past 10 months. How long, and it's only early days as well, mm. can he last in the front line at number six? That was always going to be mm. a question because now he has to make more tackles than he's ever made before. In fact, the figures, Matty, mm. I mean, it's a bit hard to run a, a proper line through this because of the amount of games that he's missed. In round one, playing in the number six jersey for 68 minutes, he made 11 tackles. In the 14 games that he played last year at fullback, he averaged just three tackles Mm. per game. So he's in the front line much more. How long does that last, given everything we know?
1: Well, Lockie Miller was so good yesterday, which adds another layer of complexity onto it, Matty. Look, the the thing about it is, Matty, and and myself and Andrew were talking about this last night, is when you're a kid and your whole life... You've defended in the front line, and you've. There's so much of defence that's intuition, just you know, that's just you just know where to place your head, where to place your feet, how to drop, when to drive, etc., etc. Now it doesn't safeguard you, you know, from concussions or anything like that. But you know, Kalen in his look, I don't know what position he played growing up. I don't know whether it was for fullback or what. But for him, this is a whole, this is a whole new kettle of fish. And watch yesterday, he just. The guy was going towards him with a little bit of footwork, and he just got his head caught in an awkward position. Now that can happen to anybody. Like we saw Tuves, and how tough he was. Right, and occasionally that would still happen to happen to him. But if Kalen's our most important player, which he is, then you've got to, they've got to make a decision. Okay, where where is where does he best sit in the side? Now, if that is fullback, the next question is, what do we do? As far as Lucky Mill is concerned, who has been, who was terrific yesterday. So th- these are a lot of really big decisions that sit in the lap of, of Adam O'Brien. But yeah, yeah, Matt Maddy, like as I said before, the, the art of, of that defence at the last second, a lot of times it is at the very, very last second to get your footwork right, to get your head on the right side. It's, it's something that's learned over a long, long time.
0: The Lockie Miller one, I, I think, is really interesting. Obviously, Tyson gambles there. And that, that's one of the things, Matty, that I thought about this morning. I thought, OK, look, yeah. if, if Kalen's not going to be at number six, what happens next? Because, remember, yeah. they, they made the play. Let's forget about his paycheck here. They made the play that he's going to drive their attack going forward. He's going to have hands on the ball going forward. But they also knew of his history with concussion. They draft in Lockie Miller from the Sharks. He's, he's rock solid, but he's still only a rookie in the game yeah. of NRL. Tyson Gamble's got one of the best mouths on him. He was firing yes. <laughs> yesterday. Yes, well, so well I mean, it, him, does... and,
1: him and Hastings, that's one... We, that's the thing we do have claim to. We've got the two biggest shit-stirrers in the league.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they both did an awesome job at it yesterday. But does it beg the question, if you go back further... You never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So we'll cut the night some slack here.
1: Mm-hmm. But did it
0: beg the question to think, <clears throat> OK, what if the Calum thing doesn't work at number six... Which way do we go? Do you reckon they've got bases covered?
1: Oh, Matty, honestly, I do not know about that. Because, okay, let's let's say for instance they make the decision to say we're going to put Kalen back to fullback. Then, okay, well then who goes into six? Like Lockie, you're going to put Lockie into the front line. I mean, Lockie's played his whole career in the very outside backs or, or at fullback. Matty, it's it's a it's a really 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 difficult one. And, and a lot of this has been in hindsight. Right? like I mean it, we could say the same thing about let's say for instance when Darren Lockyer went to 5 eight, and I'll say this it took Lockyer I reckon 12 to 18 months to really adjust fully to the positional switch, but it, it, you know if Lockyer starts getting concussions or it just doesn't work then that would have changed the whole complexity of the of the Brisbane side. Matty, I don't actually know. I th- I really think at the moment with the Knights, Matty, probably at the moment where Adam O'Brien's head's at is just go right. what is our side going to look like for next week? Because that game yesterday, I put it as one of the bravest wins I've seen from a Newcastle team. In the, in like throw them well, I haven't seen a braver performance. They were just absolutely gone. They had players sent off. They had players in the sim bin. They had players um, playing injured. Um, they had players who who couldn't go back on the field. They were like my, my young bloke. He's having scans this morning on his ankle. Now there was no way in the world I, I thought when he went into half time that he's going to be able to get back out there. He went out there for a couple of minutes and he just couldn't run on it. But it got to the point they said to him, mate, you've got to put your boots back on and get on the bike because mate, we might need you because we've got no no reserves left. They were just completely gone. Uh, and so it was it was a very brave win. As far as the Kalen situation, that's going to be a decision. Maybe about a month down the track, Matty. But first things first First for Newcastle, he'll look and just go look at the squad and go, who the hell, who have I got for this week? Because um, we're waiting to hear back from injuries such as Tyson Vrizzell. So I think, yeah, that's where his head's going to be. I think the team will enjoy that win yesterday. They'll pat themselves on the back and say they should. But next week and going forward, they've got some big decisions to make.
0: What did you make of Jackson Hastings, Tommy Talao, David Clemmer at the end of it all? There was, gee, there was some spite out there. There was some real mouth, as you mentioned. And then Mm. Jackson gets uh, interviewed by Jake Duke from Fox on the sidelines. He says, look, you know, I didn't mean to hit Tommy Talao, but obviously I got him. I'm going to go and apologize, which he did. And the cameras Mm. followed him. And there's a bit of push and shove going on there. It shows that there's still some simmering tension between this player in particular and these clubs.
1: Well, it does. I mean, and they asked Tim Sheens going into the game, I think, about Jackson Hastings. And I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think re- Sheens' reply was, oh, he just didn't want to play 13. But what you saw yesterday was probably, that. I think that the issue might have been a little deeper. And, um, yeah, I, I was re- really, really, really surprised. And good on Jackson for going off and apologising. What was said during the game, I don't know. But to a certain extent, there's certain areas in a game where you, where you don't go that deserves to, to be you know, addressed away from the field. I don't think it was anything like that. It was a high shot and maybe a little bit of sledging. But... Um... Yeah, like you know, for Tommy to grab him by the, and shirt front him like he did, uh, you know, I thought I was incredibly surprised by that. And, and then Clem joined in, and I mean, every, and then you join the dots. I mean, because David Clem was at Newcastle the year before, and he leaves. Uh, Jackson Hastings, of course, mate, he's at the Tigers. He leaves, so it was, it was, it was like days of our lives. It was pretty interesting.
0: It was a powder keg, and that's Clemmer's job. Clemmer's job's to be the yep. firebrand and protect his player. Doesn't matter what jumper yep. in he's the, wearing; in, you just add everything to the mix.
1: In the eighty minutes, Maddie, yeah, in, in, in the eighty minutes. And there's certain things, like I said before, that that deserve to be an issue after the game. But if there's an accidental high shot or something like that, you leave it alone, and you know, I think I think an apology should be suffice. That and, and the thing about it is right. Like we saw it with Tyson gamble at the back end of the game where adam dewey you know he stuffs up a play the ball then falls down with cramp and and tyson's you know giving him yeah giving him the rounds and dewey got over the cramp pretty big he just jumped up and he's straight into it but yeah for newcastle to to win yesterday like you watch the game and you go oh what a pest tyson gamble was he just grow he just drove the opposition team crazy well he did he frustrated them and yesterday, with with what Newcastle had to do with the amount of injuries, that was a contributing factor in, in why the Tigers played so bad.
0: So where are the Tigers really at? Two out of, or oh. none out of two from um, the first two games at Leichhardt Oval. They should have won that game yesterday. Everybody was there watching what was unfolding. And, and as mm. you mentioned, on the Newcastle side, toughest, bravest win. And, and you're not the only one who's saying that. But you couldn't find a... A, a, a more polar opposite flip side for where the West Tigers are at?
1: Well, I turned up the game yesterday at Leichhardt Oval and I was thinking to myself, well, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be a, a, a really tough game for Newcastle because I thought the Tigers, because what we saw in the trial games, the first trial game against the Warriors was an absolute stinker. Then they came out and they were just brilliant against Canberra Raiders. And I thought, well, I was waiting for that sort of rebound. And a little bit, they were scrappy at the start, but I was waiting for them to kick in and they just, man, they never did, Matty, like some of the ill-discipline. They looked to me, uh, right, it reminded me a little bit of watching Canterbury in round one. I went back and watched the Canterbury game a couple of times to try to get my head around what went wrong. I'm absolutely convinced that Canterbury just thought too much about it. They were out there and they were just determined to try to play to whatever plan they had and what structure they had. What you saw from Canterbury in Game 2 was against the Melbourne Storm. They simplified their game. They simply pushed the ball to where the space was and just kept doing it. And they backed themselves and were positive off offloads off and, and then, then poured a lot of energy into the defence. Watching the Tigers yesterday, the more they needed points, the more they overthought it, the more they pushed the ball sideways. And that's what happens. When you think too much and you're just determined to try to get your sequences on, the ball invariably just goes sideways. You just skim across the defence. They had no penetration. And the, the longer the game went, the worse they looked in attack. So, where do they go from there? I don't know. Sheens is a brilliant player at recognising something in his side and making the necessary adjustments. The year they won it, 2005, I remember in the middle of the year, they were copping some pretty big hidings, and they adjusted and turned it around. Well, they need to adjust pretty quickly because the pressure's on.
0: And they've got the Bulldogs this Sunday uh, at Belmore, of course, and the knights guy. will, though. Yeah, the knights will have the dolphins. We'll talk about the dolphins <laughs> after this. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six, and the Broncos as well, defeating the Cowboys. So, how far can this roll continue? One 1170 This is the roundup on a Monday morning on SEM with Matty Johns.